0: The Right Hook podcast with the Mitsubishi commercial range: Pajero Executive, Pajero Commercial, Outlander Business, and new L200, all with a leading five-year commercial warranty. Mitsubishi Motors.ie.
1: It's the Right Hook with George Hook here on News Talk Thursday, just after six o'clock. That means Bill Hughes brings in his chief of essential songs of a particular year. Last year, 1953, was just unbelievable. Now, the only problem with an unbelievable 1953 is you're probably going to do 2013 or something. I am going
2: to fall asleep. But you see, you shouldn't fall asleep because you should have the same open ears that you're wanting the listeners to have. (laughs) You know, you want people to listen. There isn't a
1: listener out there like me where music is concerned. no, 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 no. But I've
2: brought you, I know it's a recent year, relatively recent. All right. But there were beautiful songs that year. And it's 1997. Okay. And 1997... Special year in my life, so I'm going to share some songs. It's almost with you. twenty years ago, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the first song, when I tell you, it's a hit between a recognised classical tenor and a, a, a big uh, West End musical star female. It's a duet
1: with uh, Placido Domingo no, or something.
2: No, it's. Andrea Bocelli All right. and Sarah Brightman.
1: Is this the one
2: for the Olympics or something? No, no? time to say goodbye.
1: Okay, and where did that come from?
2: "Fanti Partiro. It had its origins in 1995 when he recorded it, Andrea Bocelli. He sang it at the Sanremo Festival, which is the biggest music festival in Italy. Right. And then he released it on his album Bocelli. And they released it as a single, a solo single, one of the biggest selling singles of all time in France, in Belgium, where it broke the all time record sales. So then a second version from 1997 released partly in English, partly in Italian with uh, Sarah Brightman was released it's still the biggest selling single in history in Germany. Cool and it, oh, It's so, like, massively successful all over the world. And Andrew... No, sorry. Telling, mm,
1: she was married to somebody, wasn't she? Yeah,
2: the three ugliest men in the world. Andrew, Lloyd, Weber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what people say. <laughs> That's terrible and mean. But she was. God yeah. love him. He's brilliant. You do mean well, Lord. to be fair to you. I do mean on. well. I do. I love Andrew Lloyd Webber's music. It's yeah, just, go on. Yeah. Anyway, so, Sarah Brightman. Sarah Brightman. She started her career. She was born in 1960. Classical crossover, soprano, actress, songwriter, dancer. She has funny mannerisms. It looks like she has to step up on her toes when she's going to hit a high note. It's actually quite funny to right, okay. watch. But she's really good. She started her career... Uh, basically in a burlesque group called Hot Gossip and she had a huge hit single called I Lost My Heart to a Starship Trooper which you probably loved and you probably danced to that. And that was her. In 1981 then she made her West End debut in Cats and uh, that's when she met composer Andrew Lloyd Webber and they married and then he created Phantom of the Opera around her so that she could sing Christine uh, to Michael Crawford's Phantom. And did you know that the original London cast album of Phantom of the Opera sold forty million copies. The most successful cast album ever. Go away.
1: Yeah, I remember taking my my wife and kids. The only time we've ever done this in mm. London West End mm. to uh, uh, a show, and it's where they are all on uh, on on. Uh,
2: Roller skates Roller skates oh, What's that called? Starlight Express Oh thank you very much Starlight Express It's Victor- beautiful show. Victoria Palace that's, Yeah, I brought a, them to Victoria yeah, Palace Lovely show Perfect for kids Anyway Will, will we listen will to Bicelli? We, uh, Andrea Bocelli, We have to listen Sarah to him Sarah Brightman You know Andrea Bocelli, Sarah Brightman He you know Was born With a very bad uh, sight And then he had A football accident When he was 12 And he became Permanently blind no. And oh yeah And And uh, he has had enormous success like he has sold 80 million albums he divides the critics because the the, the they pol- they're polarized because classical music aficionados think his voice is too light that he's not okay. really an opera star but he is and, and i just have to tell you once I was I was trying to get a deal to tour uh, an artist in America and this guy was pitching for the tour and he said, "Yeah, currently I'm having a big hit with Andrea Bocelli and she's doing real good for us." And I said, "That's Andrea Bocelli and he's a man." And he said, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> As if I was going to let him have the tour. Ah. <laughs>
1: Listen. Will you leave the comedy to me? Will you? All right. Okay. Here's Bencelli and Brightman. What a pairing! Strikers in Euro 2016.
0: Sogno odori zonde e le parole. Sì lo so che non c'è luce in una stanza quando manca il sole. Se non ci sei tu con me, con me, le finestre mostra tutto il mio cuore. Sogno all'orizzonte manca le parole. E io sì, lo so che sei con me, con me. Tu, mia luna, tu sei qui con me, mio sole, tu sei qui con me.
3: Oh, come te-
1: Uh, there you have it. The first of Bill Hughes' Essential Songs from 1997. Sarah Brightman and Andrea Bocelli. Time to say goodbye. I I loved it. I must say I loved it then uh, and I love it now and all the people who'll be streaming it on Spotify will love it as well. Don't forget Essential Songs on the right hook on Spotify if you want them all uh, from uh, way back. So that's 1997. What's next?
2: Well, this one, I'm I'm nervous of bringing it to you. To me. <laughs> <laughs> because I love it so much. But then again, it takes me back to my the height of my clubbing days, you know. And, All uh, right. I would have been having great times in the clubs to this. And this was perhaps. This is disco like. This is disco house. This is uh, a house song that incorporates. What do you call a house song? It's house music. It's a style of music. So you've got soul and dance and garage and disco. But this is house and it's happy house and it just has everybody feeling good, the beat. So this would have been the biggest hit in dance clubs around the world in the summer of 1997.
1: Oh, is this the five women? What were they no, called? It one woman. Oh, it is is one, one woman. What, what, what the five am I thinking about? I don't know.
2: The Spice Girls? Uh, yeah, yeah that's no, on the one. No, the Spice no. Girls. They, were, they would never have been big in the dance clubs. No, no would no, they not. No. Okay. no, no, no. This no, is no. a woman. This is a woman. Yeah. This is a woman called Ultra Nate. Ultra, I she, know she,
1: she passed me by I have to confess <laughs> yeah,
2: of course she did but the song is incredible the song is called free and it's, it's everybody's free to feel good is the is the, the lyric and when you play that in a club and people are on their holidays and everybody wants to feel good and somebody, the music, the music is giving you permission to feel good yeah. and everybody gets their hands up in the air, it's just fantastic. Now, whatever I is I can't imagine them you standing in the there
1: air, with your hands in the air. I, yeah. I
2: just don't get it. No, no, but you've never seen me out having a party, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm fun like that. It's from an album called Situation Critical by Alternati. Now, she was born in Maryland in the States in 1968. She's... Really successful singer, songwriter, record producer, DJ, promoter. But she, she's she's
1: forty eight now. She's yeah. nearly as old as Julia Margulies, mm. who's, who's who last week ended The Good
2: Wife. Yes, but what a great woman, Julia Margulies. All the great right, pleasure anyway, of working what's her, her? name anyway? You oh, we work um, working with her as well. I worked with Juliana Margulies. Yeah, she's a fabulous woman. Back in two thousand and four in Los Angeles. Yes, I did before The Good Wife started, even. So, um, but Alternate hits with free. Uh, her dance mix of the Gordon Lightfoot song, all if you right. could read my mind and automatic, she's just got a real infectious beat. You like this beat, I promise you. And if you played this in the car for the grandkids, they would all bop along. All
1: right, okay. Well, I have a I, tomorrow. Uh, I have to take uh, Luke to cricket, so I'll I'll play it to him and off. see how he reacts. You won. Ultranate with free, which I'm supposed to like, but it comes from 1997, chosen by Bill Hughes. Right, Uh, I'm saying this because, of course, I paid to do it. That was ultra uh, and free. I can imagine why it was free. Nobody would possibly pay for that record. Come off.
2: Millions did. No! The whole world danced to it in the summer of 1997, (sighs) when your dancing shoes were already under the bed in a box long forgotten. So get over it. I,
1: I can't <laughs> believe that you
2: thought. I mean, you're perfectly entitled to pick it, but I can't believe you thought I'd like it. I after hope you'd like it. That's Listen, I have to hold out hope.
1: You have one more chance from 1997. <laughs> <laughs> before. Yeah, do you know what that song was? That was called a bathroom song because when it comes on, you say I have to take a leak. Um, anyway, what's next?
2: <laughs> well, the next song, uh, it's by a band called The Verve. Right, Uh, Richard Paul Ashcroft has been described as having the best singing voice in the world by Chris Martin of uh, uh, Coldplay. And this is a song, Bittersweet Symphony. Um, It was the rock anthem of 1997. And they were the kings of cool at the time. They had an album called Urban Hymns. It was their third album. And they used a sample of a song that had been written by Mick Jagger and Keith Richards. They'd entered into a deal where they were going to use five notes on the sample. And their, the Rolling Stones manager, Alan Klein, when the song came out and became an international smash hit, he decided, no, you've broken the agreement. You've used more than you were supposed no, to use. he didn't. He did. Yeah. So they had to go back and reissue the record only this time with Mick Jagger and Keith Richards co-credited as the writers and they had to split the royalty down the middle and this was after the song had sold about 10 million copies (laughs) so this was tough on The Verve and tough on Richard Ashcroft but it was one of those examples. Of, like I don't know if you saw or so last week the Ed Sheeran suing somebody or somebody suing Ed Sheeran again for ownership. It's just constantly in the news yeah, that sure, people yeah. do so sampling. But anyway, Richard Ashcroft, he is a very public uh, figure when it comes to talking about depression. He has suffered from depression for years, manic depression. British, uh, British guy, and uh, he, well, the, this. He talked about Prozac and he talked about that it, it wasn't good for him. Years later, he talked about it, yeah. but, but he didn't talk about that till 2006. But back in 1997, he wrote another song called The Drugs Don't Work. Oh, right. And it was about his battle with depression. And, you know, he's very happily married. He has two kids. He lives a very private life. He lives in Richmond uh, in, in London. And he, he's uh, very much a family man. He's married to Kate Radley, former member of Spiritualized, another band. And so they're a real musical gathering. But the Verve have gotten together and broken up and gotten together and broken up and they just can't seem to keep it together. But Richard Ashcroft has gone on to have a very successful solo career and has had three hugely international successful albums as a solo artist, Richard Ashcroft. Now
1: the Verve here are going to sing what? The
2: Bittersweet Symphony.
1: With five notes from my uh, uh,
2: there's a there's a, a a sample used in underneath it you'll you'll know where it's it's a string uh, augmentation that was done. Uh, but that why they, did they bother? It's by Andrew Lug, Old Oldman, who had, had put together this string version. And they just wanted to use that as a bed for their song. They thought it was a very attractive addition. And they thought they had done the right thing in licensing the, the power to be able to put those those notes recurring. All right. But, They got into trouble over it, yeah.
1: All right, so it's the Verve with who, who, who? Bittersweet symphony. Bittersweet symphony. Uh, Co-written by Mick Jagger and the other fella, Uh, and it's Richard Ashcroft is the singer. All right, uh, it's Verve, Bittersweet S- uh, Symphony, Verve, and Richard Ashcroft uh, left me entirely cold. But you are this is democracy. You're entitled, Bill to Hughes, to pick any kind of music you like. Thank you very I much. I never forced it down your throat, with the possible exception of the Andrews Sisters.
2: I love the Andrews <laughs> Sisters. I'd have chosen them anyway.
1: <laughs> Next week is Brexit. So what are you, are you picking essential songs of breakup?
2: I could do. It's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a good idea, but then it could be cuz the best part of breaking up is when you're making up and getting back breaking, together again. No, breaking
1: up is hard to do. And just remember breaking that? up is hard to do. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. And and the other one I just meant to think when you were talking about your one uh, uh Ultra Night Nate? Nat- eh? Yeah. Now, I was thinking, she's going to sound like Glory Gaynor. Mm. Have you done Gloria Gaynor yet? Yeah, we've done I Will Survive.
2: Oh, great. Yeah. We've done Reach Out, I'll Be There. We've oh, done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, now we're Gloria. talking. Now we have done, though. Now we're
1: sucking diesel, <laughs> as the man said. All right, talk to you ne- next week. We're, uh, we're coming up next. It's Ger Tannum, Kickstarting and Other Business.